regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features of Sean. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast, a podcast Ooh. that is exactly the same every single week. And like every week, I am Steve Hogarty. Hello. Hi, I am Steve, and I am joined by my bestest friends in the world. Introducing to my right on this Google Hangout call. I see what you I see what you're doing. Yes, hello. I'm to your right. I'm your right-hand man and I'll do whatever you need me to do, especially if that's a feature about money making by bringing back the long lost genre of ho-wop and its horrible songs. <laughs> Ho-wop's back, baby. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and to my beneath. I thought I was beyond your left, but I'm clearly not. I was going to say, would it be gauche of me to ask you to not ho-wop, but go shop at the regular features <laughs> Online shopping mall. That made me feel sick. <laughs> a digital shopping mall. Online e-commerce. Scroll. It will on. never take off, Log. <laughs> it's going where do to. I put the, where do I put my cash? Where does it possibly go? Do I just shove it in my CD-ROM drive and hope it gets eaten up by the... <laughs> it spins goddamn. around so fast, it coins flying out the sides of your PC and into our pockets. <laughs> hey. Boys, mm -hmm. it sounds like we've got an episode to do. We might as well get on with it then, eh? Delay's really causing an issue here, because me and Log both wanted to say something underwhelming to that, and we ended up just talking over each other. But luckily, we're in separate streams, so mm. Steve can pick one or play them both sequentially. I find you both underwhelming. Let's go. I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The Mines of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Money-making schemes. We're all looking for them. What are you talking about? Stop talking Sorry, under I didn't realise you started. Muttering. I didn't realise you started. You, you were starting with low energy there. You need to start with more passion there. Like, money-making schemes. Okay, I'll try again. Leave this in so everyone knows how rude wow, Log yeah. is whenever we try. <laughs> well, honestly, with that energy, I could not even worked out you'd started any kind Money of... Money-making <laughs> scheme! That's it. Wow, it sounds arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, Look, if I'm arrogant for just trying to get a bit more money to this humdrum enterprise that we run, then mm. call me Arrogance Greg. Arrow Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow Grant. Uh, yes, I've been thinking about ways to make big money. So I've been looking for success stories from the past where people unexpectedly came to riches with very little work. And the thing that I thought of first was, do you remember the song by Eamon called Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back? And then mysteriously, there was a song by Frankie that was exactly the same song, but called Fuck You Right Back. And it was a response song. To I Fuck love it, a I don't response want song. Mm. Do you remember that? And how it was like, yeah. it's the talk of the town. Everyone's going, oh, Eamon and Frankie. We never knew about them two weeks ago. And now they're both number one in and now, Italy and, and other places. And now they're effing and jeffing all over the telly. They effed all up the telly. And... Uh, and I was thinking, like, because it they've they maintain to this day that uh, they th there's no connection between their two songs. That Eamon released his song as part of his 
as I found out today, ongoing journey to create a new genre called Ho-Wop, <laughs> which is a mixture of hip-hop, doo-wop, and hoes. Um, <laughs> That's for good amazing. measure. He's, he's just released his first new music in 10 years, and let me tell you, it's as shit as it has ever been. Um, and uh, yeah, Eamon, Eamon said, look, what happened was I released my beautiful track, Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back. And then Frankie, whoever she is, came along, licensed my music, and then released a, a response track about me, even though I've never met her before. Uh, and he still gets paid for that. So it seems like a win-win, basically. And then she did really well out of it as well. I mean, she immediately got dropped by a record label, but she definitely made some money before getting dropped by a record label. So basically I was thinking, right, 2004, you released two response tracks. Let's strike while the iron is hot 16 years later and work on (laughs) a third response or a second response track, a third fuck you-based song. Is this so like I was thinking, a 10-year-late response? Because that is some real esprit de scalier there. <laughs> this, yeah, this is, I've suddenly realised I've got to say fuck you to Eamon and Frankie. So, <laughs> yeah. It's a really fucking long scalier. <laughs> so I had a look through um, both their videos because I was thinking, well, this is quite a contained narrative, right? It's, it's Eamon, it's Frankie. They've got some mates in their videos. Like Eamon walks around with all his buddies who wear big shoes and big jeans. And they all look and they look furious. It's the, ho- the Ho-Wop uniform. Yeah, it's the Ho-Wop <laughs> uniform. They all look absolutely furious all the time. There's the bit where um, uh, what, Eamon's in, in the recording studio, seemingly to record the song he's going to record about saying fuck you, except he, he doesn't know yet that he's being cheated on. And his mate sees him getting cucked big time and gives him a ring on a payphone. So I was thinking, well, maybe I could be about the mate giving him the message. But then I saw that later in the video, all the way through, Eamon and his girlfriend, not Frankie in the video, are having a sad discussion over a table at a restaurant outside. And on this table is a beautiful huge pristine pepperoni pizza they haven't <laughs> they haven't taken a single slice out, out of it and i was transfixed by the pizza cuz it's it's gorgeous it's like one of those sitcom pizzas you know when people get pizzas in sitcoms and it looks like it's been covered in vaseline and it's shiny yeah <laughs> um and it looks amazing and so all the way through i just kept focusing on this pizza then right at the end he just tosses the whole pizza off the side they haven't even taken a single bite and he just yanks it off the table and all the pieces scatter like perfect triangles through the sky like some sort of video game (laughs) and you're like wow that's what polygons are (laughs) exactly and i was like look at this fucking pizza go it's amazing (laughs) and then i thought well if he's chucked that on the floor and he leaves and then she's just crying at the table there's no way he's paying for it and there's no way she's paying for it and so I wrote a song that presupposes that neither of them paid for it and that a third party is saying fuck you to them both. Steve, if you could play the song now, please. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Whoa, whoa. Oh, oh. 
Damon and Frankie, you might not remember eating at my place in September <laughs> 2004. I wanted to inform you, or maybe just to warn you, that you still owe me the price of one pizza. Fuck you, Frankie. You were not nice. Fuck you, Wayman, for reacting with spite. Fuck you for tossing the pizza that night. And fuck you both for not taking a bite. Fuck the waiter for letting you leave. I fired him next day, didn't get no reprieve. Fuck you for leaving, not paying me back. Fuck you, you pricks. I'm the pizza man. Both of you <laughs> left after the fight. Didn't pay the check, and that's not right. It's been 16 years without payment. By my calculations, accounting for inflation, you now owe me $300. <laughs> Fuck you for getting. The combo deal, two 40 ounce cokes and a big pizza wheel. <laughs> Fuck you for leaving that big fucking mess. Someone cleaned up, just take one guess. <laughs> Fuck all the crumbs that got in the grout. It took fucking ages to dig them all out. <laughs> just wanna make pizza, not clean up spilled ham. Fuck you, you pricks. I'm the, the pizza, pizza man. man. <laughs> Pepper, pepperoni. Pepper, pepper, pepperoni. Pepper, pepper, pepperoni. Pepper, pepper, pepperoni. I'm just a small businessman. <laughs> it's tough times right now. Need to make my money back somehow. So now I'm. Chasing debts. I was doing my accounts, then remembered you cunts. Pay me for that pizza, or I'll burn your houses down. Fuck small claims court, I want every cent. Pay me for pizza, or I'll get violent. Don't call the police, I've tapped your phones. Pay me right back, or I'll come to your homes. I've got a pizza cutter. On a big stick, I'll slice up your car, then punch you with a brick. I'll distribute your limbs in various trash cans. You made me do this, I'm the, the pizza man. man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Eamon and Frankie are uh, gonna need that $300 for the pizza bread stone. My account number's 8880088. Eight eight, and my name Johnny Pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) So wow, your plan to make the podcast some money was to chase down some old debts. (laughs) No, look, it's a that's just a story in the fabric of the of the Amon verse. (laughs) I'm part of the Amon verse. I'm also the third. In 16 years, the third Ho-Wop artist in the world. (laughs) There's got to be money somewhere in here. Three Um, examples of a genre make it recognised 
Exactly. In the Grammys, I believe. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was like there was Neuromancer and then Cyberpunk and then The Matrix, and that's why Cyberpunk's everywhere now. That that made a genre, and so Ho-Wop is now official. We're part of the Ho-Wop scene. We've all got to get big jeans and big shoes. We've all got to say <laughs> fuck you to our partners, and that's pretty much what we do now. Um to be fair, we may lose money when we get sued for using that karaoke version of uh, Fuck You. but We get you know. sued by that big B at the beginning of the karaoke thing. <laughs> what big B? At every karaoke thing, there's always a big B holding a microphone up, singing Why into it. Why are we already all over the big B thing? That seems well within our wheelhouse. He's a fly. He's the karaoke fly. Oh, he's a fly, he's is he? Well, he's a bit yellow for a fly. That's true. Or maybe it's a yellow background and they only had two colour palettes. You being racist to bees or flies? What's going on? (laughs) If you can't tell who I'm being racist to, then perhaps I'm not being racist. Uh, (laughs) He's he's done it again. Racist log with (laughs) his powerful logic. I've wheedled my way out of it yet again. I live to be racist another day. (laughs) Hi, I'm Levi Roots, and welcome to Reggae Regular Features. It's spicy. So now it's time for my regular feature, obviously. But Joe, I didn't realise you'd be doing a a money-spinning cash grab Mm. at the heartstrings of our readers. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, because that is exactly where I'm going as well. I'm just trying to get in them books. Um, So um, just allow me to unveil the regular features shop. Oh. I mean, we're yeah, we're all we're all feeling the pinch at Christmas, and I want to help you pinch the pennies. So if you can pinch more than an inch of pennies, and you're in a Christmas pinch, but you've got pennies to spend, why don't you spend your pennies in the regular features pinch penny spendatorium? <laughs> I'll be um, I'll be setting up. I've installed WooCommerce on the regular features WordPress installation. I've yet to populate it with products, but I thought, well. Let me let me get. I'll get to that yet. Um, what I'm trying to say is, Woo, WooCommerce. WooCommerce. That's a free shop package that you can install in a WordPress thing and then pimp your products to any prick who'll click on them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, it's a tough time to be running a pub. So I'm just thinking about opening a shop on the site. But run it by you guys first. I just wanted to just spitball the ideas. And a little bit of an etymology aside, the phrase spitball was coined when a man was edging his big dick in a marathon camwank. He was clean out of lube, so he leant over to drool on his bellend, but missed, causing his chat stream to explode with accusations and speculations that he had such poor spatial awareness that he couldn't even put his mouth directly above his dick. (laughs) He defensively stammered, No, I was... I was spitballing. I was just trying something out, throwing a little spit on my balls there, trying to see, throw it out there for some discussion. And that's literally what spitballing means to this day. <laughs> throwing a little bit of spit on my balls there. <laughs> just spitballing. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, that could be an episode title. It's long, but it could be the episode title. <laughs> There's blue, blue sky thinking. Blue sky. Is that someone who plays a plays the trumpet who smells bad? Blues guy stinking. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, shut up. Continue. Oh no. Let's <laughs> workshop what, what that a fucking one. Dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> if you're editing it, 
you get the chance yeah. to clip it out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. No, leave it in. We can't all is be that, winners. <laughs> is that what you do whenever you're coming up with a new feature is just sit there <laughs> and say some words and then come up with a different way for those words to work and then go either, yes, it's a feature or no, shut up, move on. So product number one, I you've is spitballing, just spitballing. Uh, is Chloe the awful baby? I thought I could maybe sell her off. You know, you know Chloe, don't you? She's um, mm. she's been a member of um, a member of the team since episode sixty nine, and an intermittent star in most of the visually led shows because she's quite a visual thing. Um, so let me just give you the the sales patter first. Mm-hmm. Some people would say that no baby is awful, that no pre toddler has the wherewithal or the moral compass to be a rotten, nasty shitbag. Some people haven't met Chloe, the dirty, rotten baby scoundrel. Back in the 90s, Chloe was an everyday doll, but fate had a very different fate in store when a sofa landed on her lower face and irreversibly inverted the lion's share of her skull. (laughs) To some, a permanent opposite face would be permanent enough. (laughs) But Chloe's... But Chloe's depravity has led her ever further down paths of squalor and moral turpitude. You'd think some pretty clothing, such as a summery frock or a gaily coloured halter top, might give Chloe some dignity. But this, this just abysmal child shuns all garments, preferring instead to expose her thin layer of cloth skin that is somehow translucent whilst being the opposite of shimmering. The skin neither conceals nor protects the foam inside her, that the decades have taken time out of their schedules to be particularly unkind to. (laughs) Her chubby plastic limbs are just attached enough to this skin sack to prevent accidental disassembly. I should have put more emphasis on accidental there to let you know that you could deliberately rip her arms and legs off. (laughs) Up, Up to you there but not so attached that they couldn't easily be ripped off. I did do that. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> and they're certainly not so attached that she doesn't leave an unreasonably thick trail of that foul-tasting foam I mentioned in her wake. As though to demonstrate the edgelord depths to which this decadent baby will sink, it is entirely possible to use the limbs of this repugnant child to make a swastika. So if you want to get banned off YouTube for pretending to be an ironic Nazi while actually being a real Nazi, and you don't mind the foam that will just endlessly puke out of her armpits as you twist her joints, maybe Chloe can be your whimsical prop. Chloe, the awful baby, can be yours for just £1,000. As Chloe herself would say, (laughs) what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm a baby. That's the going rate. (laughs) (laughs) Log, did you actually put Chloe on the shop for one thousand pounds? Um, it's not; a, she's not there yet, but she will be there. I mean, we can put her on there. We can put a we can sort out a sale price later, but she nah, will I think be there. It has to be a thousand pounds. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was also looking up doll repair shops and making myself laugh with all the reviews on doll repair feedback. <laughs> As in, uh, my bear had straw coming out of his snout. Thank you for stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do arms? 
I love the idea of you taking Chloe into a doll repair shop and just saying, I don't know how this happens. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to do it. I need to basically do a gav feature of just approaching a shop with um just a tentative email and then sending them pictures of her. <laughs> there is that BBC show. I think it's called The Repair Shop or The Repair Shed or mm. The Master Restoring People. Yeah, the one. <laughs> they take people's old um, tattered belongings and like family heirlooms and they restore them to their former glory. I would love to see you take Chloe with her, with her caved-in inverted concave face and that- weird threadbare... Body. <laughs> well, isn't isn't the whole deal with that show is that it always makes everyone cry at the end because of how beautiful yeah. the repair is? So you just get back a perfect pristine version of Chloe and then just punch what her face in again. Her? <laughs> just punch her about again as soon as they give her back I to thought, you. I thought you were going to just put a bit of lipstick on her. You've, <laughs> <laughs> You've blown in through the hole in her skull to inflate her face back again. I could have done that if I wanted to. <laughs> I've got a bike pump. This isn't hard. You're not special, you know. I just thought you had better lipsticks than me. <laughs> You've painted number one on her chest. She's not number one on anything. <laughs> look at her. You've, you've made her look lovely, but she's still evil. Now she'll get away with it. The second item will be uh, my ponytail, what was cut off my head. From the year uh, 2000 odd. No, it was earlier than that, 1997. Have you ever painstakingly squirted out fine thread like strands from the holes in your skin? If you have, you might know the joy that comes from growing your hair down to your ass. First up, you can hide your face when you're dancing, so you can mouth all the wrong words to DEFCON 1 by Populate itself and nobody knows. And second, you can tip your head back and tuck a little bit of your hair into your bum bum. If you know the joy that comes with long hair, then you might also know the misery that comes from having it all cut off because you got a job interview at a law firm. Now, everyone can see the look of extreme concentration on your face as you dance, trying to do a little dressage hoof stamp on the beat and looking around nervously, wondering if anyone realises you're pretending to be a horse. Not to mention the constant search of new things that you need to put up your ass. Well, don't worry. If your mum is anything like mine, she'll take an immediate and weird shining to your severed ponytail and put it in a drawer. And every few years, you'll ask, with a troubled frown, Mum, have you still got my ponytail? And she'll say, it's in the drawer. And you get it out and give it a sniff, and it doesn't really smell of anything. And you're not sure if you mean, and you're not sure if that means she's been cleaning it. And the more you think about it, the more you can't decide whether you want her to have been cleaning it. What better way to own part of the innocence of my youth than by owning a three-foot-long ginger ponytail that's been in my mum's drawer for nearly 25 years? My old ponytail is a recipe in over 200 popular witches' potions, and make an and it will make an excellent substitute for fine noodles in any Japanese recipe. And it's yours for £1,000. <laughs> <laughs> it took me three years to grow that, so that's less than 4p an hour for literally hundreds of hairs. <laughs> and uh, my mum, I asked my mum on WhatsApp, because she's a modern girl, if she had the, still had the ponytail, and she sent me back a picture of it. 
next to a flower in a vase. (laughs) (laughs) The the flower in the vase was just there. But my God, it looked fucking weird. Like a a still life. Well, it's like she'd just taken it out for a meal. (laughs) (laughs) I also want you to take the ponytail to a doll repair shop and say, the rest of the doll went. I just need you to build a doll around this hair. The fuck? Can you implant this into Chloe? Oh my God. And if you've got any left over, if, if her hair isn't sort of big enough for that, because my head was bigger than a baby's head, can you just give her some armpit hair, some three-foot-long armpit hair? Honestly, the idea of your hair being, your 20-year-old hair being implanted in Chloe is the mo- I don't believe in ghosts, but that's how you make them. <laughs> that is absolutely, <laughs> you're creating a haunted object. It's a... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm going to take these all off the shop. I'm all, all put the prices up to two thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, the third the third option is um, I've run out of physical things to look around me. So I thought I'd try and offer some bespoke voice services for you if you need me in your life. I mean, what first up? Still spitballing, like just spitballing here, waiting, waiting for feedback from you guys. Um, I can be your alarm clock. So if, say, your name, say Joe, I'd be going, yeah. wake up, Joe, you're late for your AM sex appointment with me, log off of regular features. I'm waiting in the kitchen, and if you don't ruin my gut soon, I'm going to smash your biggest plate. <laughs> um, or, or I could just be your bespoke, I've, I've heard Amazon are doing, like, recipes, bespoke recipes, where you can just, you'll get a, a private meeting with someone who'll tell you how to do a carbonara. Um... So what? Where did you hear that? What are you, what are I heard you it on. About? It's just an offer thing they offer now. Private Bezos tuition. <laughs> Jeff Bezos will tell you how to make a carbonara. <laughs> yeah, Try and sell you a twenty-year-old ponytail while he does it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I can do it myself. Like Joe, tell me your favourite foods. What do you What do you like to eat, Joe? Oh, just a bagel. So why don't you have you considered having a bagel on toast, Joe? That sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> bagel on toast, delicious. <laughs> Did you? I just want to check. Did you have the on toast thing prepared? And I no. just absolutely ruined it. No, I just wanted. I just that was for the second one, so I thought I'd move it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Steve, you must have some favourite foods. What do you like to eat? I like a curry. Well, have you considered curry on a pizza with um, a bagel? Just like mix it up a bit. (laughs) In a fair world, you'd both owe me a thousand pounds right now, but I'm so confident you'll love your first recipe that you'll come crawling back for more before supper. Uh, Maybe, if you don't want a recipe, I can just do your tom-tom for you. Are you driving to a place where you don't know where it is. In that case, you'll need the latest TomTom to get you from B to A, where you started from A. Fuck left turn, though. This is the kind of shit I'll be saying. In 200 metres, open the glove compartment and have a little rummage. Find something you thought you'd lost. Hold it in both hands and kiss it. Then, as your lips meet it for the third time, the notion occurs to you that you want to put it in your mouth. Watch out. As tasty as it might be, there's plenty of time to suck whatever it is you found in the glove compartment when you get where you're going. For now, it's time to pop it back in there. 
wash your hands in your mouth and put them back on the steering wheel. In another 500 yards, forget what it was that you found in the glove compartment so that the next time you hear this message, it'll feel fresh. Wash your hands in your mouth really, really like resonates with me for some reason. I don't know why I, I love that. I didn't write that. I, I left a sentence half finished. And then I, so, well, welcome. This is the improvisational show. Well, four, well, at least four words come off the top of my head. <laughs> right. That one's boring. <laughs> Did you just skip one? Okay, I'll read it. It's shit, though. At the roundabout, slide down in your seat so everyone thinks your car is haunted. <laughs> in I can't believe you almost skipped that one. <laughs> That's a great one. That's so good. In 600 furlongs, bite the top of your spearing wheel and steer with your mouth so you've got both hands free to stroke the puppy I put in your foot well. And that's... That's... I will be your TomTom for a thousand pounds, but I will also motivate your jogging. If you want to have me in your ears while you're jogging, then why not pay a thousand pounds for the privilege? Here's what you'll hear. Let's run 5k. Well done you for doing this. Aren't you good? I mean, it feels horrible now, doesn't it? But it's only half an hour and you'll feel better knowing you've done it. What's that? Must be 200 meters by now. Can you check your phone? Oh, fucking hell. 30 metres. This is the 5K setting, right? That's two-thirds of 1% of 5K. And I've got here, I've got 50 words of scripts written. That means I'll have to write 7,000 words of scripts to get you around five kilometres. Look, you're not expecting me to fucking keep this up, are you? Do you mind if I just chip in every couple of minutes? Actually, you know what? Running fucks your knees up. If you want to lose weight, go home and have a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You won't get to the end of the road, and you don't need to because you're lovely the way you are. <laughs> That's a thousand pounds. That bit of motivational speaking. And uh, the final thing that will go in the shop um, is um, surprisingly the reason I wrote this feature. It's an A2 woodcut by one of our readers of uh, Blythe Manor. One of our most loyal and quite frankly lovely readers is a girl called Tori. She's a patron, a customer in my pub, and a colossal fan of birds. In the past, she's been inspired by Steve's feature about the worst popes, one of which was a bad bird pope. This feature tickled Tori's foof so pink, she whipped out a chisel and made a real-life woodcut of Steve's bad, Steve's bad papal winged dingus. And <laughs> Steve, this is true, isn't it? You've got a yes. woodcut of Pope Bird. Po uh, pope Bird the first, yeah, hanging up in, in my flat now. Um, she made... Uh, she made a series of them and sold them for charity to raise money for birds. And like you can verify that she is kind to pigeons, can't you? Because you want to use that picture you sent me. <laughs> she um, fashioned orthopedic shoes for a pigeon with, funnily enough, pigeon toes. Is it a disease if they have them? Or is it, I thought it was only pigeon toes was only a disease if humans <laughs> had them. <laughs> uh, it had bad toes. I she challenged me to identify the species of bird. No, bird is a species. The genus of birds, the breed of bird, the type of bird, based on the 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 picture she sent me. Baby pigeons do not look like what you think they look like. They look like dodos, look at, don't they? They look like crazy fucking dodos. As an exercise for the readers, I uh, go uh, check out 
Victoria's work and then look up a baby pigeon picture and you will be very satisfied with what you find. They are beautiful little babies. Think, yes, on t- on Twitter, on Instagram, she is Tori underscore about underscore town. She And she does a lot of sterling bird work. But so, when I did a feature in episode 417 called The Haunting of Blythe Manor, you can imagine Tori's delight when the manor was not, in fact, haunted by boring dead humans, but was, in fact, full of many alive birds. And she committed to recre- recreating this manor house and every fucking bird I mentioned, from the ostrich that answered the door to the woodpecker who provided the beats. Tori created a woodcut work of art that's not only great, it's big. So if you want a limited edition A2 woodcut print of Blythe Manor, emblazoned with the mottos of my family, if beaks could shush, and I thought ghosts were supposed to be dead humans and not alive birds, you can buy one now for £1,000. But patrons and readers of the podcast get the discount that can only be found online at regularfeatures.com. So Just you- click on the mic. Click, click and on enter my, promo code. Yes, I might put birds. it on for a thousand pounds, and then yes, promo code. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. That's a great idea. If that's pro- promo is, code, if beaks could shush, <laughs> beaks could shush. Or one. What word. is at, what's the discount that the promo code would get you? I'd say it's probably close to ninety-seven <laughs> percent. What for thirty pounds? You can have this A two print of Blind Manor. Look at your math, Steve. That's why I'm fucking still horny for you. (laughs) (laughs) So just to be clear, the regular feature shop is a real thing now. Yes, and if it's not there, just wait an hour and go back because I've still haven't made it live. And I'm going to be drunk tonight. And if not, why don't you just go to the kingbilly.co.uk and buy yourself a gift card for my pub? It's not a great time to be running a pub. And now you don't, the best thing about gift cards is you don't have to ever claim the money on them back you can just <laughs> you can just put it in the dr- in the sh- in the drawer with a ponytail that you you have <laughs> you just hope those chickens those gift card chickens never come home to roost <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm happy you're happy let's just go and buy some things on the regular feature shop hey lads Features. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you liked the podcast, guess what, mother flippers? You can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And that's how you help us make the podcast what we do. Also, by going to regularfeatures.com and clicking on a shop link, any link that looks like a shop, it's not there yet, but it will be by God. And you can spend thousands of pounds. We're going to need to get much better at adding that bit to this ending because we're. I feel like Steve's really got a got a snappy version of the ending at this point. He said it four hundred times now. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the link's up there, I'll I'll know the link, baby. <laughs> we have had some new people join the patron. They've pledged. They've pledged uh, an amount per episode to help us make the podcast and and do the thing that we love to do. And in return for their generosity, mm-hmm. I would yeah. like you to come up with some B names for the following patrons. Right, okay. Christopher Steele. Criminal Stripes. Okay, give a B name to Claire Jones. Antenna Master Jones. 
<laughs> yep. And finally, give a B name to Martin Thorogood. Well, that one writes itself, doesn't it, Joe? <laughs> it sure does. Uh, because obviously what we're all thinking right now is... Burrow into my skin and lay your fat eggs. Jones. <laughs> Jones? <laughs> Jones. It's Martin Thorogood. <laughs> yep. It was a callback to the last one. It's a callback. <laughs> That's not what a callback is. It is it's saying Jones. That's what a callback is. Uh, Martin, you're a thoroughly good bee. There we go. <laughs> well, if you'd like your own bee name, you know what to do. You can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And that's how you A, get B names, B, <laughs> help us out, make the podcast. We'll be back <laughs> next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's been week. lovely. We'll be back next week. Regular Ficheros.